What's going on, fellow A-plusers? It is I, your host, Adam Perez, back once again with a brand new episode review as we're finally, finally going to be getting into The Mandalorian for you guys. Chapter 22, I unfortunately don't remember the name of the title for this particular week's episode, uh, and I do apologize not being able to give you a live review this past Thursday. I have been making up some days at work, so I had to go back to the office, um, and um, unfortunately Wednesday was just a very hectic and crowded day for me, so by the time I actually got the opportunity to sit down and watch The Mandalorian, it was rather late, and I wind up passing out uh, maybe like five minutes into it, if you will, waking up towards the very end to see um, Bo-Katan with the Darksaber, and I'm like, what What just happened? What did I miss? Um, so I had to go ahead and certainly catch up. My girlfriend finished off the episode. She was actually pleased with it. Um, so yeah, I finally got the opportunity to watch the episode today, and I said, Adam, get in front of this camera, deliver this review, and here we are, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to be getting into Chapter 22, so let's go ahead and do it ladies and gentlemen what i think we got like um technically what two episodes left if i'm not mistaken um can i just say i really hope that they've saved the two just for last um simply because while i definitely have enjoyed this ride for season three personally um this was certainly probably for me at least it's very first kind of bump in the road um to be honest with you while my girlfriend certainly enjoyed the episode for me I did not care for it. Um, I'm always going to be honest and straight with you guys. Um, if I'm excited about something, if I think an episode is good, I'm certainly going to tell you. I'm just going to be as fair as when I am not the, necessarily the biggest fan of a particular episode. And for me, that was this one. Um, not to say that I didn't find any good and enjoyable things in here. Um, it's just an episode that I just just did not care for unfortunately so was not the biggest fan of uh, definitely had a little bit more cons in here certainly than pros um, but the pros I certainly did enjoy um, and for me uh, let's just let's just cut to the chase shall we okay so like for me with this episode first off let's talk the cameos okay the cameos maybe a little bit too much for me three cameos in like one episode that's fine you know i kind of chuckle when i say something like that because technically I, I see stars on television all the time right like katie sackoff i can believe her as bo katan though right i know pedro pascal's under that helmet from time to time but he's covered with a helmet right i don't have to necessarily look at his face all the time um so while yes they are certainly celebrities themselves the additional celebrities sometimes um, can kind of take away from this Star Wars galaxy or honestly pull me out of a particular episode from time to time. Um, and the idea that we had three additional sort of celebrities in here um, just felt a little bit too jarring for my taste, honestly. And I'm, I'm fans of all three of them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it just felt weird at times to see them in in this particular setting you know um and i don't know is that is that a thing is it like certain actors may not necessarily fit the mold of star wars but i don't think that's necessarily the case either uh because i do think star wars is such a huge sandbox that there's going to be plenty of variety of different you know personality characters and stuff and so but like for me christopher lloyd you know i, I look christopher i love christopher lloyd yeah, i look i'll let him get away with it uh for this one but I will say, one, Lizzo, great when it comes to music. Um, this really being her first acting gig, you could certainly tell for sure. Um, and so, listen, I would just say, did not necessarily care for her performance in here. Uh, a little too cardboard boxy. I just didn't necessarily believe it. Uh, like I did the other actors, like a Jack Black, along with a uh, Christopher Lloyd in here also. But it is one of those things like, 
she definitely needs more work. I don't necessarily know if I would have put her on the stage as Star Wars as of right now and where she's at in her career as far as acting wise. Um, but if I see more from her and she definitely improves as an actor, hell yeah, bring her back in. You know what I mean? But it was just very jarring for me uh, to see just, you know, I just didn't think she had the greatest performance. And with Jack Black, Jack Black is so tricky for me in the sense that I almost feel like he was too Jack Blackish. You know, he does all these weird, crazy impersonations. So to, to kind of see him as Captain Bombardier with an accent, it almost felt like I was watching Jack Black play a, a funny Jack Black. Uh, and for me, I just did not believe him as a character. And so it just made that pairing uh, just really difficult for me. Look, I, you know, they definitely had some kind of funny chemistry from time to time they definitely look cute together as a couple and definitely had that chemistry but it, it just I, I it just was not it just took me out of the episode unfortunately and it was hard for me to certainly get back into it but i definitely enjoyed the bo katan and din Djarin aspects of the episode like for me i really dug the idea of them being like two detectives city cops one good cop one bad cop right uh, pulling him aside like what are you doing like I, I, I kind of dug the whole like crime scene investigation, you know, them chasing down the thugs sort of thing, right? So I, I really did enjoy that, come to think of it. I really did. Um, it just felt like that law and order, order stuff, you know, true detective uh, meets the Mandalorian. So for me in that aspect, the investigation of the story I thought was, was pretty great. Um, well, I, I can't say great, but it was certainly enjoyable. But overall, it is another side mission, right? Like, I do feel that the episode took way too much time on a side mission and then really only gave us hints of story that I personally feel was worthwhile. And that's really the Bo-Katan um, and Din Djarin along with Wove and the rest of the mercenaries. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to sit through you know, 35 minutes uh, of side story just to get to five to 10 minutes of what I really needed this whole entire time. And so because of the fact that I was already taken out of the episode, it, it sort of makes it a little bit difficult for me to certainly get there. Um, but regardless, um, so for me, I think the pacing of this episode was off. I think the direction by Bryce Dallas Howard, once again, I think she's a great director for Star Wars. Honestly, I would I would honestly feel comfortable giving her a Star Wars movie to go ahead and direct because honestly, I feel like the ones that she certainly has directed, I've always enjoyed her work. Now, I don't necessarily think the script was as strong as it certainly needed to be. That's a more John Favreau problem, but I definitely do think that if anything, Bryce certainly did her homework, man, and continues to certainly impress. Like for me, the aesthetics of this episode, I thought looked really, really great. Um, the Restorator droid bar, I thought was like the coolest thing um, to kind of see like a whole uh, bar full of droids and especially hearing just the perspective of the droid in regard to the idea of like the what's happening to their droids making a bad name for the good droids right the ones that are just do you know minding their business you know um but have been around for such a long time and they're literally worried about sort of getting dismantled and sort of thrown into the scrap heap and so it, it does i think this episode did do a, a great job and just 
Star Wars overall of this adding those overall layers to the thought processes of the droids and you know how you know I, look I think the droids have always been such a huge part of Star Wars and I think we all have our favorites that can certainly connect to them but it's reasons like this you know what I mean uh, that they have their personalities they have you know their own thought processes and, and it's kind of cool to kind of see you know their own fears uh, about how this certainly might uh, fall back on them and then seeing the droid kind of help them out and stuff there, there was a really cool aspect I think uh, to that mixed in with already with the true detective uh, Bo-Katan good cop Din Djarin putting his fist down you know I, I don't know um, but I, I really loved uh, how that all honestly came it, it came together so for me I was a big fan of that aspect but you know once they get back to getting Christopher Lloyd and stuff and you know uh, you know <laughs> him explaining the story and I'm just like man I'm just looking at him like man he's gotten really old um but uh you know like he's doing his best that he can out there and it's also like i also got vibes of just phantom menace in the sense that were they just on a full digital screen like it just felt at times um that their entire scenery might not have been there so i don't know if like they did anything different from this episode aside from using the volume um, but there were at times in here where I was just like, man, are they on like a complete CG set? It just felt like very uh, prequel sort of film, prequel sequels, prequel series sort of, um, you know, filmmaking, if you will. Um, so, you know, it, you know, it, very bright. Also, I was kind of surprised at how bright this episode was. Um, but overall, I enjoyed what... Um, you know, um, uh, Bryce certainly did as the director in here. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other cons. I didn't care for the opening sequence. I feel like they honestly wasted five minutes of my life before getting the Mandalorian scene and actually seeing our main characters in here. So I was a little bit bummed about that. Um, it just, you know, the, the whole love thing and kidnapping the son and he's technically hiding on the ship and you know she's got to hand him over and stuff it, you know the mon calamari and i don't even remember i don't remember what alien species it certainly was but it was just, it was just awkward it was just weird for me honestly um you know the i can't do this because it's a summer fling is that how you really feel about me like i don't i don't i don't care like i don't i don't care about this um like i get it that it's the idea that hey you want to get us caught up as to where like bo katan's mercenaries are but i feel like you could honestly have accomplished the same thing without that entire first um beginning of the episode so it just was just off to me you know don't get me wrong I, I have no problem with uh you know look if aliens do what they do you know what i'm saying i i'm not i'm not one to judge i'm just simply saying it, it was just weird scene for me honestly i was just very disjointed from the rest of the story uh and i didn't really feel like uh, it was needed so again just more wasted time um just to fill up the screen um but yeah, you know, other than that, also a little anticlimactic for me, you know, but again, I think that's probably my own expectations in regards to how I expected Bo-Katan to get the dark saber back. Uh, it's one of those things where um, in my head, I was envisioning, hey, we're going to fight 
over this dark saber to see who's going to be the one to bring in mandalore right like i thought the idea of dinjarn he was going to go ahead and go back to mandalore and rejuvenate it and bring it back to its its proper self and he's going to be standing there with the dark saber in his hand sort of mentality and maybe having some pushback from um, bo katan who's now sort of seen the mythosaur but that's not necessarily the route that they're going in here um so i was kind of expecting maybe that clash i mean who's to say it it may not come up in the future um, but I was kind of expecting that clash. And so while I understand the creed and I understand how she has technically rightfully won this dark saber, um, you know, the idea of just handing it over willy nilly just seems very anticlimactic for me, you know, like it, why don't you just hand it to her that same episode? Um, like, Hey, she, you know what I'm saying? Like you could have did that two, two, three episodes ago. Um, but instead he decided to go ahead and wait until, you know, I guess, um, she was able to get her army on board get people to certainly um, believe her as their leader so maybe it was uh, i don't want to say plan but maybe it was just something that uh, mando himself was certainly holding on to just a little bit longer but just a little anticlimactic for me you know so i got a little pieces here and there that i i feel like aren't necessarily nitpicks on my part but I just feel, at least I don't feel like they're certainly nitpicks. It's just things that honestly took me out of the episode uh, itself. Um, but uh, I will say, um, you know, just if we wanted to really get to the details of this particular episode, um, the concept of Clazier 15, uh, I thought was pretty interesting that the planet was rebuilt by Ex-Imperial. Um, that's uh, Captain Bombardier. Um, also bringing up the, the the program that the New Republic is certainly using in, you know, um, converting, if you will, the um, the Imperial fleet to sort of the New Republic. And that's where Captain Bombardier certainly comes from in there. Uh, and really his complaint is the idea that the droids are now malfunctioning. Hey, we need you guys to go ahead and solve this particular crime, if you will. Um, and in return, which I thought was actually pretty neat, the idea of... Um, of um what's the word that i use um willing to vouch uh for mandalore if they were in fact to revive mandalore have an actual leader of the mandalorians uh if they really wanted that to be a reality for them um that uh plazier 15 would certainly vouch for them and look i guess while at the end of the day it certainly feels very side story-ish that may not necessarily matter i think that right there is why the story certainly will um that uh, in order for it to certainly be recognized by the new republic if that's i don't know if that's a necessity um i don't necessarily think that's the same thing as like being linked up with them maybe they can still be an independent planet but just the idea of like hey we are within at least this new republic i don't know how that works but anyway um, the idea of Plazier 15 vouching for them certainly will come in handy when it comes to them gaining back their homeworld. Um, didn't really care for the droid special effects during the chase. The concept of the chase was pretty cool, but the um, special effects in here at times for this episode just did not... Um, come through for me but again i did put the idea that i love seeing them as a team uh really dug sort of um uh, how well they certainly work together um and i thought the concept of nampath was pretty interesting right a lubricant that protects against wear but also patches sort of the programming i thought that was actually a pretty cool creative way um 
um, to showcase themselves. Uh, quick honorable mentions. Ugnots were in this episode. So wherever you're at, Quill, we miss you. RIP, my, my guy. Um, I have spoken. Um, I, I love the idea that he references Quill. And it's almost like all the Ugnots just know each other. Uh, or they maybe they all come from that planet and, and they know him. Or maybe they're all related in some way. I have no idea how that certainly works. But the moment he dropped that, uh, that name... Uh, everybody was certainly paying attention um and I, I i love their confidence in the idea that they were like our droids are not malfunctioning okay like i don't know what you're talking about but these rumors out there they need to stop because we're freaking great at our job um i can promise you our droids are fine i have spoken um and so i love their confidence and at the end of the day yeah it really wasn't their droids um it was the idea that the freaking techno union my god i haven't heard that since uh since the prequels um i love the name drop from the techno union as we come to see that's where these particular droids that did carry sort of this programming certainly was from and part of the separatist uh army back in the day um and the christopher lloyd character in here um is the one that ordered those particular droids uh, and he finds himself to be a separatist supporter even um, defending and name dropping count dooku in here so i thought that was pretty funny um uh, before he just gets you know shocked down to the ground um by bo katan in here but um you know cool name drop for techno union again that, again i feel like there's a lot of prequel um influences in this particular episode especially maybe with the way that it was filmed i have no idea but um uh and also find it really fascinating that grogu is knighted in this episode so does that technically mean we need to call him sir grogu now um is he like knight grogu of plazir 15 um I, I i need to know does he get does he get a cape um does he get a, a baby sword to now go with that or you know if i need to ask john favreau that question somebody hit him up on a tweet does that technically mean now we gotta call him sir grogu or is that not how knighting certainly works um but i am kind of fascinated uh, i kind of want to see how um that winds up turning out but um again some aspects of this episode that I certainly enjoyed, others that I didn't. Um, I will say the fight sequence um, at the end I thought was pretty good. If we want to end on a really good note here, um, the confrontation with Axe Wove. First off, huge garrison, really impressed with what they've certainly put together, and especially seeing the Imperial ship that they wind up stealing in the previous uh, season. Uh, really great to certainly see that. Um, the challenge was pretty cool. Love seeing Mandalorians facing off against one another. Um, but uh, fortunately for Axe, Bo-Katan certainly winds up um, getting the upper hand um, and um, yeah, winds up getting the Darksaber. And, you know, just to kind of talk about Bo-Katan's character in here, you know, for me, I really kind of enjoyed the idea of seeing her support Mando. You know, that was definitely the way that I was kind of perceiving it as they were kind of going on their journey together, right? Really seeing this guy fully believing and having that commitment to this particular creed um, and then having him allow her to come in and help be a part of this family and really kind of embrace sort of that spiritual aspect of her life once again. Uh, I love the fact that she had 
has been admiring him um, and really points out similar to what we did the idea that's like he's he's more Mandalorian than any of us here right like he's literally following the creed I've, I've seen what this man has been doing and his devotion to um, the, the the old ways um, certainly goes a long way for sure so um, I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed to kind of see Bo-Katan's uh, growth in regards to how she recognizes Din Djarin, uh, and then you know the moment of him handing over, which again he's absolutely right. He, I mean, look, that's how he wind up getting it right by defeating Moff Gideon. So it makes perfect sense that um, it, it certainly would move over to um, Bo-Katan. So while very important and sentimental moment for the Mandalorians, in my head I'm like, this is so anticlimactic. <laughs> Not what I personally would want it, but again, that's just me holding it to my own expectations. And um, I don't feel like I do that very often, but for this particular moment, yeah, it definitely got the best of me here. But um, look, guys, again, at the end of the day, these are just simply my A-plus opinions. I always want to know yours. What did you guys think of this particular week's episode? And I will say this. I, I do love the fact that we are we did revisit the concept of Din Djarin's really is displeasure of droids uh, i mean the idea that this man was like stuck in like droid city it had to be hell for him <laughs> but i'm really glad that they uh wind up bringing up uh, that tidbit of information it's been a minute since they really highlighted it but guys that's it for me at the end of the day this is just my a plus opinions but i want to know yours let your thoughts be known in the comment section box below and we'll definitely talk a little bit about it more throughout the rest of the week until next week's episode two more episodes left guys so let's see how they uh, close out this episode but uh, yeah let me know your thoughts but until then do me a big favor as always take care of yourselves take care of each other and keep it a plus i'll talk to you later bye